Hey guys, welcome to episode eight of Talking Trikes. We're going to bring you some awesome uh, chats tonight. It's me and Darcy again. Darcy, what's been happening this week? Not much again. Uh, it's, it's getting a bit like that where it's just not much every single time. Um, but on the personal front, I think uh, we, we both have got new bikes. So what bike have you got now, Carl? <laughs> uh, so I had to. I haven't retired my old bike. It's been retired to the trainer. Mm. Um, but I went out and bought a nice Ridley Helium SL. Um, it's a nice retro bike, carbon wheels. It is secondhand, but I knew the guy I was buying it off and got an awesome deal. So haven't actually ridden it properly yet. <laughs> so keen to get out there. But what about you, Matt? I I see on Instagram you got a new bike as well. Yeah, so I got a nice carbon uh, mountain bike XC racer, Scott Spark RC900. Oh my God. It dropped almost four kilograms from the last bike I had. Yeah. Yeah, so much fun. It is so good. I rode it today and it just... It's so good. (laughs) Well, on that note, mate, we've got the same mountain bike because I've got one in the garage as well. Exactly the same, except... I think yours is a little bit bigger than my frame, but uh, one day, hopefully, we'll be able to unite them together and go for a spin. So, Team ARN, getting it done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although, last time I rode mine, I I binned it and cracked a rib. So, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Got to get over that fear. All right. So, tonight, who have we got on the show, Darcy? So, we've got a pretty big name in um, Pedal Pre and HPV racing history. Um, his team has been one of the most successful teams, basically the events ever had. Um, and it's one of the most recognizable names and or well, race vehicles. So tonight we have Aaron Stewart joining us. Uh, he was the manager rider racer for Aurora racing. And we're going to get some pretty cool insights on, um, his story and journey for the sport. So we're going to welcome him to the show. Okay, everyone. This is Aaron from Aurora racing. How are you doing, Aaron? G'day, fellas. Good, thanks. Yourselves? Yeah, we're doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. So, so just to get started, man, uh, we'd just love a quick introduction of yourself and basically how you got into the sport um, and your avenues to the future. Um, well, well, I first started, I'm Aaron Stewart, of course. I started Aurora back uh, 10, almost 10 years ago. Uh, I probably got me foot in the door with primary school. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Maryborough did energy breakthrough. It was just a, a rite of passage, I suppose, for any Maryborough kid that was into sport. You just did it and uh, just do it through high school. And like everyone, you get you get into the sport and then you try and find a community team. And uh was lucky enough to get a run with expats for a fair stint and uh, learned a fair bit about trike building through James McNamee and Tied Chaffee Jones or Tim Jones and figured may as well have a crack ourselves. Mm. That's how Aurora sort of started. Yeah, that's really cool, man. So we've been, we talked about Aurora before and plenty of people know who you are, but, but what was the real driving force behind starting Aurora and what were your real goals when you begun and as you moved through the sport, mate? Um, uh, look, we, to start out with, honestly, I don't think we put a team together to win straight away. Mm. It was just, um, there are a lot of young guys and it, 
we wanted to, I want to say it nicely, we wanted to finish races with a trike the way it started. Yeah. So our first trike we built was uh, probably over-engineered and heavy. Mm. So we just wanted to make sure it'd go the distance. <laughs> and there was, there was, most of our team was pretty damn young, honestly, in that first 12 months. They were all still in high school, apart from probably maybe myself and a couple others. So we were just there to compete. I think our first Murray Bridge, we went in with the expectation of oh, top, I think we we're going for a top three or four. And to come second by a lap was a, a pretty big shock because mm-hmm. Blue Shift, I think, were the, the pretty big favourites of that race and they bombed out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Might, might I add something in there? I remember, um, I actually remember the moment that that expats wanted to call Azza up because uh, we were racing at Wontaggy and me and Azza were racing in a team and I can't actually recall what happened, but we were riding through the night and something, something happened, something went wrong with the truck. I don't know if the light went out and, and I came in the pits, Aaron, you might remember, but <laughs> I just decided to park it and um, Aaron eventually came back to the truck and he thought, what's going on? Like, why is it sitting there? <laughs> anyway, so he hopped in there was- and... and yeah. I don't think there was anyone in the pits. I think uh, someone decided, to, it might have been you, decided to park it. And I woke up at about six in the morning. No one in the pits parked the, the trucks. Just... <laughs> I do remember. Oh, well, I guess I, I may as well keep riding the thing. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, I do remember, um, Aaron, you were riding the bike and you came in the pits ready to change over and no one was even there. So you got out and got something to eat and just got back in and the guys at expats thought, well, this guy's got a bit of go, so um, <laughs> got you got your foot in the door there, and um, the rest is history, eh? So yeah, yeah, those are the days back back yeah. in those days, Darcy. We didn't, uh, yeah, we didn't have a team that had trained a great deal, so it was different different type of racing back then. But yeah, it was, it was, was very all, always that one or two guys in the team, and <laughs> then there was a yeah, little yeah. little uh, not as big a breaks. So I don't think back then. Short yep. and you're back in again. Yeah, that's right. So it was, it was a really cool time. And, and Aaron's really the main reason why I got more heavily involved into the sport mm-hmm. because I've got a pathway in with Aurora and I spent, um, what, was that, what was the first year I rode? It was like 2000, I don't know, 10, 2009? Uh, 2011. 2011. With Aurora, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I remember that. So it's, it's 10, yeah. 10 years next year. Yeah, and, and we really just got together and um, it was great. Like, I got in the team and um, back then it was just racing was so raw and, and fresh and, and probably I remember our first big victory at Casey Fields. We thought it was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. We came back from Maribor and we went to the pub and we just... <laughs> we weren't mentioning... Those, those much, were the days. <laughs> ...how much we drank, but it was just so fun and, um, yeah... yeah. No, it was um, really good times. And, you know, Aaron, credit to him, um, has built an amazing amount of fantastic trikes. I, I don't think I ever stepped into a bike that wasn't super fast, even back then in, in the days. And to come uh, second by a lap to um, a trike that was very advanced, being Phantom, um, you know, I think had we had a little bit more advancement with our um, shell, yeah, we would have... Uh, Definitely. Definitely. And even just the frame, honest, in all honesty, that first bike 
we took a massive step forward just going the the, uh, the green bike the year after, and that was all just purely in the frame because mm. it was still the same fairing. So, mm. had the EMAS. Yes. EMAS? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, EMAS? Have a look at what? this photo here and this photo here. I'm sure we'll get some up. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron can explain a bit about that. <laughs> well, well, back in the day, it was all about, well, in our heads, it was all about getting the wheels enclosed. And we had a canopy that didn't allow for that to happen. So we had to, we, we were still like new to building, sort of like the elite level of building, I suppose you'd say. Mm. So the whole aim was just, oh, we just got to get these wheels enclosed, however we can do it. So we just made one, one mould that would do both sides of the trike rather than later on the next set of earmuffs, as you call them. Um, we, had, we did two different sets, so they weren't, like, <laughs> they weren't reversible. You could have to use one on one side and one on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about real earmuffs there for a second. No, nah, no, nah. just, just about getting the wheels enclosed. That's what it was all about. <laughs> what we called them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a good time. So, and what do you think that, like, the tries that you made were always so consistently quick? Like, what do you think, you know, for anyone watching, you know, maybe some tips or, you know, little bits of advice? Um, we had pretty good foundation to start out with when we first built our first one. Uh, we had, so, like, I had my knowledge of expats and James McNamee and we had some of his bikes and... Uh, Kyle Tad as well. We, I've ridden with him and I had, I'd bought a bike off him to train in. Um, and we were lucky enough that we were able to look at a BYR bike as well. Michael Mateek uh, owned one of those. And we, we pretty much looked at all the geometry of all three of them and just sort of went, we ended up going between an expat and a, a speedy trike. The, the BYR trikes were really, the wheelbases were really short. Mm. Um, yeah, so we we pretty much chose where we wanted to start out with between a speedy trike and a and an expats trike, and all we did pretty much you get your your base for what you want with your frame, and just don't change the world up from trike to trike. Mm. We just change one thing every time. So every new bike, pretty much we changed one thing. So if it didn't work, you knew it was that one thing that didn't work, rather than let's change five things, and if one thing doesn't work. You don't know what that one thing is, sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, spot on. Do you, out of the trikes that you have built and ridden and raced, what would be your favourite, if you can remember any of them? Of, or of my own, or just any trike? Yeah, just any trike. How do they might stack up against your own? Um, look, of my own, it'd definitely be the twenty sixteen bike. Mm. But I tell you what, I uh, I was lucky enough to race in what was called at the time Warhorse, which was I think it was called S Chair for Phantom when it was built, and that thing, geez, that was comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that was one, probably the most comfortable trike I've ever been in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of that 2016 victory and that vehicle, um, how did you get? well, get into this, the HPE fairing game and get that brand new design from that um, original design you had? Uh, so, that's a very good question. I don't think I can actually remember how I got <laughs> got on to Tommy about that one. Tom Baston was a core 
builder of that fairing, um, him and the HP boys. Mm. Um, I think I rode with them the year before because we were we'd essentially decided to pack it up in 2013 and still got an invitation to ride with him and I rode with him and I think uh, I think they were just telling me that they were building it and um, a few of the boys were keen to have a crack at doing a, a carbon bike and pretty much as Kyle said the thing that was letting us down was the canopy and I didn't really want to go into a, a shape that someone else had already had a, like a lot of success with sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it was sort of, even though it's not our shape, it was sort of, we could have some ownership of it. We still had access to the mold. So we still built everything ourselves yeah. apart from the actual mold itself. So we still built our fairing ourselves, our frame ourselves, and put it all together. So yeah, just, I think I was just lucky enough that I was in the right place at the right time with Tom and had a ride with him and got to know him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of the most iconic shapes I think in the sport because you have like all of those manufacturers with their shapes, but the one that keeps popping up as one of the favourites is the um, the Aurora and the HP design. So, how how did it feel being in there? Because I've never got to ride one. I really want to ride one, but I never got to. But how how did it feel riding in terms of its rideability? Uh, the the so there's actually two miles, which I'm not sure if a lot of people know. The original, the 2015 one we raced with, that one was tight. That one's probably not ideal. Um, but the 16, is, I, I, it's just perfect. Everything's just just right as far as I'm concerned. You, unless you're a super tall rider, we might have some knee clearance issues, but none of us are like six seven. <laughs> so if it, I think our tallest is would be Ned, would you say, that ever rode with us, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. But That's he does six, have a... Uh... He kind of does have a tendency to kind of crawl up in a ball and fit in anything, that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I agree. It, um, the 2016 bike was um, a lot more spacious. Although I'm a shorter rider, the way I rode with my seat, I would be more propped upright and I still had plenty of room. I used to ride and my, my head would be pushed up against the top of the lid. Not that uh, we're talking about <laughs> rules here, but it was, it was a lot more spacious. And I remember... Um, we re-raced that at the end of 2018. Yeah. 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 And I remember um, you just said about, you know, going for a bit of fun and getting a few of the guys together. And I remember stepping back into it and it was, I'd been riding a, a Trump. Um, so very different. And then we raced at the Casey Fields and man, this thing is quick. So I was what, actually, yeah. I was yeah. actually there for that race. It was it was nuts. It was yeah. really nuts. Although everyone was just getting flat tires left, right, and center, it was just so fast. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember it because the trump kind of with the steering. I don't know the setup is a lot different, but got in the Aaron in the first lap. I was going around some of the corners at Casey, thinking I'm going to roll this thing. <laughs> but um, no, it was super quick bike. Where 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 did that end up now? Like you you sold that bike, didn't you? Yeah, that's that's down at uh, Geelong North now. So they race that at Energy Breakthrough, and that's they. I think they only do one faggy in Energy Breakthrough on their on their race calendars. So okay. yeah, yeah. No, sounds good. Mm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what was evolving into this season that was meant to be. Now we have released that you were going to come back this year. So 
kind of where did that come from and, and talk a little bit about why the return to racing and, and kind of where you wanted to go with it? Well, it's, it's sort of uh, no getting away from the sport, to be honest. <laughs> you sort of take a step back and it's sort of like what, what Nigel said with your interview a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've tried to do other sports as well and it's just not quite the same. Like mm-hmm. you just don't get the, the mateship and the team sort of drive that you get from, from trike racing. Uh, so the the main comeback was, I guess, uh, Jeff from G-Trikes pulled me back in. <laughs> he gave me the call up, do you want to have a race? And I stepped in and, and I'm like, oh, we could we can develop this thing a lot more. So I helped him with a little bit of development with his with his chassis and um, started racing with did a uh, full year last year with him in the Murray Bridge before that. And then pretty much I was racing, Henry was racing, pretty much a lot of the boys are still doing races here or there. So I was like, well, geez, we're all racing for different teams. Why don't we just all race under the same team again and come back? So yeah, that's where the, yeah, that sort of came from. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Darcy, I can confirm that uh, I was going to be going and racing with Aurora this year and, and, we did have a red hot team and I didn't get a chance to, to ride the bike obviously, but um, from all accounts, I spoke to, um, you know, well in our group chat, we looked at um, what was put down by one of our riders, Lachlan Stewart at, where is the test track at that you were riding it at? Is that? Uh, it's just in industrial estate. Yeah. In Ballarat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he absolutely was flying by all accounts. What, what happened that day, Aaron? Can you fill us in? It was it was pretty funny actually because it was the first ride we'd had in it, and I was the first, like I ride every bike first, and I, I was I thought I was reasonably sort of fit, but I had had the flu for about a week, so I got into it and I rode for about fifteen minutes and I pretty much blew up, <laughs> and I got out and Lockie's like oh how is it and uh, I said to him honestly I thought it was pretty average <laughs> but I said, you, you never tell your rider that the trike's average i just said oh look it's probably as good as any other bike it's it's no better it's no worse and he jumped in and he uh i think he rode for about an hour and 20 minutes average and 55k an hour oh, so, <laughs> yeah. and he got out and he said oh it's a bit better than average mate <laughs> yeah i remember i was up here um obviously where i live in, in brisbane and i was just sitting by my phone like wanting to hear updates because we were gunning for one thaggy and I thought please be a nice fast trike and I knew Aaron always got a fantastic trike but all of a sudden Lockie <laughs> gets out and, and he writes a message to the team and he says boys this is the best trike yet by far and then sends Holy grail. <laughs> yeah he's um I think he um took an equal fastest lap and nearly broke the yeah. EV record for what 15 laps or something there yeah 15 lap TT I think he was off it by four seconds or 10 seconds or something like that. So yeah, yeah. electric. He is a fantastic rider, but obviously yeah. the truck was uh, meant to be. So yeah, that sounds, um, yeah, it was disappointing, Darcy. We were, mm. we were really gunning and I was like looking forward, like what we were just talking about, just catching up with mates. So yeah, uh, it was very disappointing. The, the kind of one week out from the race hearing um, she's gone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Hopefully, you know, next year we might be able to ride the bike and get a feel of things. So we'll see what happens. But 
I'm sure it's going to sit there and uh, just collect dust for a little bit, hey? Yeah, well, I still haven't finished it, to be honest. It's all writable. It'd be done in about six hours or five hours. I'm talking about fine-tuning things and putting mm-hmm. windows on and horns in and stuff like that. Okay. Done, yep. its, done its test session and passed that, so... Mm. Mm. Sort of concentrated, wanted to start training a bit more, and then races started to get cancelled. So, mm. it all just yeah, yeah, it was that quickly. Yeah, was there plans to do the full series, or was it just going to be the one off in Montfaggy? No, we we're entered for the full series, so we're going to do the two Adelaides and the Murray Bridge as well. So, we'd paid up and entered for that. So, it's going to be a full season, or what we would what we call a full season anyway. We don't really do all the six hours. Mm. It's a shake-up. <laughs> yeah. All right, it would have been good to see how he stacked up. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see, actually. We've been so used to seeing same two teams at just one and two, one and two, two and one. I think it would have been really cool to see it come back. Just like, yeah. just like I can remember 2016, vaguely, and it's just the shake-up between so many different teams fighting for the top spot. It's just so cool. Mm. Mm. We were coming. We were definitely coming. I'll tell you that. All the boys were keen. We'd done a oh, little bit of recruitment. Everyone was fired up. Yeah. I reckon <laughs> it would have been, been a good. It would have been a solid team. Yeah. I uh I don't I can't recall ever being probably more excited about the lineup in a team before. So we'll see what happens in twenty twenty one and and hopefully we can get back on the track and Maybe Darcy, you might you might get to to ride one of these bikes. Maybe uh, it's a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. I see. Um, who's it? Uh, Murray Bridge High School have one, and I just watch it go around. Like, mm, I want to ride the real deal. Mm, not that. <laughs> that's, that's the old uh, HP from twenty sixteen or fifteen as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yep. just want to ride one. <laughs> one day. One day, hopefully, one day. That's a fast bike. I rode that at Loxton. That that thing, that thing moves. <laughs> all right. Well, all I want to touch on now, um, just so the viewers can hear, um, the style of racing that Aurora did. I remember when we were racing, we didn't really particularly know other riders and other teams. We we knew our main competition, which was True Blue, for a few years, but we didn't kind of have the association with so many different riders and teams. But Aaron, can you can you fill us in on maybe a couple of you know any big or funny stories that you can recall from back in those days when when we were racing? Does anything come to mind at all? Uh, funny stories. Yep. Jeez, uh, <laughs> it's it's hard that it's so much that's happened over so long. Uh, Look, the 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 Ranga story, which you already covered, of course, with the spaghetti. That's that's pretty funny. Like, sorry to say, I'm, I'm not going to know who the allergic to what. <laughs> yeah. so that's pretty funny. Um, I don't know. We're always pretty serious. There was it was always sort of business on on business day. It was business time, but yeah, there's always been a lot of. I would have to say that we we celebrate a second place better than anyone else does. <laughs> there's been a, a few a few good stories that probably can't be told about the the after race uh sort of celebrations or yeah 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 
We'll keep that for uh, closed doors. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the tense moments? What would be? What do you think would be your most tense or nervous moment? Um, you know, in a in a race or in training or anything. Because I have a story. Uh, look the most tense one was uh probably honestly 2015 like everyone else would have probably said that we had it in in the bag because we i think we'll 10 to 15 laps up on, and then on the long track as well but coming from myself in a who's built the bike we've trained so hard wait like being to that would have been the fourth murray bridge as aurora just wanting to knock that win off at that the track and uh, a few of the boys sort of said you know just calm down and I said I'll calm down when we get the check and flag and it's all over because you just wanted to get it just wanted to get it done yeah. like just had had to get that that win at Murray Bridge at all costs and yeah this wasn't didn't feel safe until that flag dropped <laughs> yeah yeah no it's um that's spot on my um I, I think the best moments that I used, to, I used to love the training. I used to love just the boys getting around each other on weekends. You know, we'd all meet up. We'd see who'd actually turn up on time and um, we'd go down the track. And we used to all have a, have a training frame. And we'd literally have, you know, probably six, seven or eight training frames. We've probably got a photo here. Um, Aaron sent one the other day of a trike called Wilkins, which I think he said <laughs> it's done about 100,000 kilometres, mainly by someone called Ned Bulk. But basically what we do is we go down the track and we just do one person. It'd be like a big train and, and the person on the front would just be absolutely smoking it for a lap and then they'd peel off and then you get back on the back. Mm. Now, the hardest thing was, I can't remember who had the bike, but one of them didn't have brakes, I recall. <laughs> so if anyone can remember the Maryborough track, when you're coming up um, past what is Aldi now, um, you used to go up straight and then you turn left onto what was fairly, can be a fairly busy road. So we'd be flying up this straight to turn left. And I don't know if it was me or I don't know who had the bike without brakes, but if you had to brake, you were, you were done. You'd have to just unclip and chuck your feet on the ground. These are just chassis, not a full bike. And uh, it was... It was hilarious. And we used to play a training game where whoever lasted the longest in the swap off. So you do a lap and then you jump on the back. Now, not all of the trikes were the same and, and it was always yeah, like... there was a big there was a big difference in between. <laughs> there was at least one that was rotten. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like whoever turned up to the, the shed first that got to pick their bike, you know, was, you know, better off. But it was um some funny training stories, uh, I can tell you that. And, and the other thing I do remember is um, getting the race bike ready. I understand now that a lot of manufacturers will do a lot more testing of their race-ready bike, but the way that Aaron went about things is he'd build the chassis, he'd get some testing, it'd go in the canopy, and it would get maybe a few laps around Maribor. And I remember how tense Aaron used to be. Oh, because at least an hour. At least an hour, an hour of testing, race ready, and that was it. And then it'd be on the grid. But in this little bit of testing, full ready, if anyone can actually recall the Maribyrn track, there are a few corners that are, are pretty hairy. And we'd go there and we would test the bike out. Basically at race pace, 
with traffic on the road. <laughs> so you'd be coming into a corner thinking, I'm doing probably 55, 60K an hour here. I hope there's not a car coming the other way. And Aaron's standing at one of the corners just saying, come on, boys, let's wrap it up. Oh, <laughs> take this home. <laughs> so uh, there's some pretty, pretty fun times there. So I was looking forward to getting back in the trike this year with um, Aurora, but we will um, just have to wait and see what happens in the future. Mm. <laughs> That's probably part of the reason we're so successful, honestly, when in those early days that we were lucky enough that probably at least six of the riders all lived in the one town, mm. like a small town in Maryborough. We all lived it together. We could all train. If we really wanted to, we could train three days, four days a week together. Mm. Mm. And we had the luxury of having the frames to train in which I don't think a lot of people or teams or schools have. All right. We are going to move on to some quick fire questions. Darcy, how are you looking? You've got one to start us off. I've got a couple. Um, all right, Aaron. So what was the best race you've ever had from memory? Uh, personally or the team? Uh, personally, we'll say for this one. Uh, so my best performance I think I ever had was probably with HP at Loxton. Mm. I think it was one of the rare moments I probably was quickest on the track for at least half my stint. Unfortunately, being a, a trike builder, there's a bit of a curse that comes with it that uh, the time that you spent in the shed building a bike is the time that you're not on a bike. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about um, other riders or uh, what, what would be the most impressive stint or performance you've seen, not necessarily from your own team, but, you know, Something that you've seen in a race before? Uh, look, there's there's only there's a lot of people that I've seen. A lot. I've been lucky enough to see a lot of good stints. But uh, I can, I suppose, the ones you always remember the most are the people that have taken time out of you. And I don't think there's been anyone that's taken more time out of a team I've been a part of more than the, the man of steel. Von Hoff, geez, every time he got into a trike, we yeah. just said to ourselves, how many laps are we going to lose? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think um, one thing we haven't really mentioned on the show was, um, you know, how scary it was to race True Blue and when they got the three big guys with uh, Paul Weymouth, Wade Edwards and, and Reese Bartlett. Reese is still racing today and still flying around, but, yeah, when you got those three and you and uh, you know that you're going to be in the bike when they're riding, it's like, please don't take yeah. much time out of me. Uh, the other 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 one was definitely uh, Lockie Stewart at 20, 2012 uh, Sunday morning, and he, he got us back in that position of possibly winning. Well, it was never really going to happen, but um, he just I think he broke the quickest lap of the race like ten times in his fifth stint. Wow. Of a 24 hour race. It was, it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah. It was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. We, uh, we had a few comments on, um, oh, I can't remember what post it was. And the guy wrote, um, Ben O'Connell being the goat. And I said, there's only one goat in this sport. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to get Lockie on the show one, one time Darcy and, um, and have a chat to him. But in my eyes, he's, um, been someone that I've raced a lot with and whether he's fit or he's unfit or he hasn't even touched the bike, he's, going to be fast yeah. I, I remember I pulled him I pulled him aside before that last that last stint that year 
And it's I'm normally pretty like reserved. You build a trike, you're getting attached to it. So you, you always say to the boys, you better look after that thing. And I think we're about we're two or three laps down. And I just said to him, mate, I don't care what you do. If you you got to go through that gap, you go through that gap. We, I want to win this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember one lap. Um, I think the language evolved. is a bit more colourful though. Yeah, I don't know what race it was, but sorry, we'll move on soon. But I just want to mention he. I remember a stint he did. He he rolled the trike, um, and there's actually footage of it. I think um, we'll have to have a look to see if we can find it. But he he rolled the trike, and it wasn't really roll. He just skidded on his side down the track, and that was that same stint. It was, wasn't it? And yeah. he got put back up, and we're in the pits, and we didn't even know he rolled because the lap times weren't. Really wow. he just he, got back up and got back into it so quick on so. the old track he was doing low 220s that whole stint wow. and he rolled and he did a 243 or something like that and that was pretty much like what half our team was doing mm-hmm. as a normal yeah. lap yeah <laughs> uh, right yeah. so Aaron what would you say is your personally your favourite track uh, I'm a pretty big fan of Casey, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like Murray Bridge is the race for me, but and I like the old track wasn't probably up there, but Casey, I don't know. Apart from the surface, I like the track itself. <laughs> no ties for you. <laughs> yes, pretty yeah. All right, <laughs> take my money. This next, <laughs> this next question is uh, kind of turned into to tradition, but Aaron. Is it a palmer or a palmy? You can't say that. I don't even know what a... What's a palmy? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you guys are in no, lockdown. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a palmer over here. Yeah. I'll agree. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm back to it, Darcy. I've forgotten what I was going to say now. I'm just so disappointed. All right, Aaron, would you rather uh, start pole position or have the fastest lap of the race? Um, I'd probably have the, the... I'd probably rather have the quickest lap of the race, I think. Mm, yeah, get yeah. that last word. All right, Aaron, my last quick fire question. 2020... If it had have gone ahead, do you think Aurora Racing could have won the title at Murray Bridge or not? I think we would have been uh, right up there, honestly. Mm. Look, can't take it away from Waddle. You never know what Relentless are going to pull out, but um, we had a pretty strong lineup. We were coming. definitely going to be right up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got one more question, Aaron. Um, what was the best-looking trike you've ever seen? It could be yours, could be someone else's, but what's the nicest-looking trike? Mm. Uh, straight away that comes to mind, uh, probably two, two Bendigo bikes. Um, mm. I really like the look of Squirrel at Maryborough. Uh, it was like blue, blue, black, and white, and that was that's going back. That's probably yeah. like that could have been around twenty twenty twelve. 
Um, and the BY, oh, the BYR bike, the, the newer shape when it went to Murray Bridge and it was had the raw carbon with a bit of paint over it. That looked really nice. Mm. I like that one. Yeah, I like the raw the raw carbon look on a on a a, uh, a fairing because it uh it generally only lasts about one race. <laughs> Anyway, Aaron, thanks heaps for coming on tonight. It's um, been fantastic to speak with you and talk everything trikes related um, for you. Darcy, what do we got going on next episode? I say the same thing every week, more special guests. But massive thank you, Aaron. Um, Some of the stories you shared were so, so funny. It's ridiculously funny. Um, But it's been good having you. Thanks for coming, man. No worries. Thanks for having me on, boys. No worries. So we will see you all for the next episode of Talking Trucks, episode nine. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys.